is conspiracy therapy show i'm john i'm corbin that's corbin hey today this is uh actually our second episode uh we got some fun stuff we're gonna talk about um not sure how much people are gonna really think that this is a conspiracy but i think it's really cool and i haven't heard a lot of people like discuss it so uh I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, yeah. So how you doing, man? How you Not doing? too bad. Yeah. Been uh, watching how things are going in the world and, <laughs> and uh, catching up on some conspiracies I didn't even know about. Yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, I never heard about Building 6 before. In the yeah, I didn't either. That one until was interesting. I, I think I was listening to, uh, I think it was Tinfoil Hat. I heard that. I had to look into it yep. a little bit too. And fucking, I'm like, what the heck? Because it's so bizarre in comparison to the other buildings that it just it's have fucking, you looked at it yeah i, see, I, I seen, haven't seen i've seen the pictures oh yeah, i yeah. haven't seen yeah, the pictures yeah, of yeah, it yeah. so unlike the other ones it's it's just a different type of demolition if you will yeah i heard that it was like the core of yeah, the building the whole missing. inside the building yeah. essentially fell and left this like shell yeah it's so it's pretty wild yeah. hey dude but i'm glad that you're you're diving into it like uh i mean man once you get rolling and once you start diving into these rabbit holes, dude, it's it's it'll change your life. It changed my life. Yeah, like it changes my how you see the world. Yeah, my yeah. views of the world. Uh, you know, being skeptical of everything, questioning everything, and seeking the truth, man, is fucking. Yeah, like it's kind of fun, frustrating, and it's therapeutic. Yeah, like I really, I really do. I think that's why this theme, our, our show name, fits so well because it's fuck, it's therapeutic as hell. Like, yeah, knowing the truth really allows you to kind of be free of the shackles of this society and what these fucking overlords have created for us, you know? That, and it kind of validates that feeling that you have in the back of your head sometimes where it's like, what? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure, and, sure. And, it, and once you look, the more you look into it, you see the more people talking about it and you realize, okay, I'm not alone in thinking that this is BS. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, man, I forgot I, was, I had something lined up for the, you know, I don't know, maybe it's because the second show we did, I dropped the ball, but I was going to introduce us like this. I was going to say, hey, welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Show, a.k.a. Conspiracy Peep Show, a.k.a. Conspiracy <laughs> Glory Hole, <laughs> where we get dirty with the conspiracies and we get fucking clean with the truth. <laughs> I like Something it. Something like that. We'll try that one later. We'll try that one next time. I thought that on the way here, dude. On the way here, I was like, man, that's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy like peephole. Or 
Conspiracy <laughs> Peep Show, a.k.a. Conspiracy Glory Hole. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, anyway, so uh, next couple episodes, we'll try to get our actual official third co-host, Brandon. He'll be joining us somehow once we figure out, like, the obviously the online multi-recording, whatever the fuck that is, however that works, I don't know. We'll yeah. figure it out, we'll figure it out. So that'll be fun. He's uh, he's different minded, you know. I guess I would be. I'd consider myself like the quote unquote OG. You're kind of the new guy coming into it, fucking headfirst, and he's a little more on the mainstream narrative of things. So how yeah. that dynamic I think is gonna work really well. It's, it's gonna, gonna be fun. fun. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna I'd be like fun. to see us try to do some uh, like some some video recording as well yeah. at some point and be posting totally, that on different totally. platforms. Which I was thinking maybe we'll talk about this another time, but how beneficial is it to spread us out all over the place? I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to figure that out. Sounds good. Alright, uh, we had a little pause there. We had to take care of a few things so we're back. Uh, we should give that disclaimer of possible uh, show bombing. Oh yeah, so uh, <laughs> we are we are readily prepared for uh, people to possibly sh- bomb our show. <laughs> so if that happens, uh, things might get a little weird. Yeah, a little weird. <laughs> so, anyways, we're not uh, the only ones excited to be recording. Right? <laughs> uh, anyways, we're. Um, we're talking about the, our third host eventually will come on. Um, and then, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be fun and hilarious and inter- in entertaining and inf- informational. And um, So, yeah, anyways, I think we should just dive into what I got. That sounds fun. And then we'll do some uh, current events at yeah. the end of the show. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Okay, so if I say the number 13, what comes to mind? Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th. What else? Anything um, else? General weird stuff. Okay. Um, some people use it as a lucky number, although it's technically an unlucky number. Sure, sure. Yeah. Did you know that uh, a lot of uh, multi-story buildings don't, don't recognize level 13? It goes 12 to 14? That's right. That's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of cities don't have... Um, a 13th Street or 13th Avenue because uh, the inherent thought that it's unlucky or Taboo. bad luck or yeah, I, uh, any number of things. So I fucking dove in pretty deep. I kind of, I, I went deep, then I had to, you know, work and shit. So it kind of broke it up a little bit. So today I, I kind of mashed it out, finished out what I was looking up. I screenshot a bunch of stuff and I was typing, you know, like some key points and stuff. So We'll just, uh, I think it's super fascinating. Uh, I think it's a conspiracy because lots of people think it's unlucky. Lots of people think it's, it is lucky. Uh, depending on your religion, depending on where you're from, uh, the country you're from, it could vary from either way. Okay, so <clears throat> this is, this is interesting. You know what the phobia is called for the fear of 13? No, I didn't know it was a phobia. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm gonna try to say this word. It's difficult. It's triskaidekaphobia. 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 That's about right. Yeah. So that's hmm. the fear of thirteen. 
the fear of Friday the 13th has a phobia name too. And it's called Frigga Triskaidekaphobia. <laughs> and uh, there's a famous person that is is very fearful of the Friday the 13th. And that is Stephen King is very afraid of Friday the 13th. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Of all the people, you know. Yeah. The, maybe the most famous horror writer ever is, is afraid of Friday the 13th. Weird. So I went into some things and uh, let's see. Do you think his own writings give him nightmares when he thinks about them or reads them? That's a good question. I wonder if, does you think Eminem's fucking writing gives him nightmares? Because he's written some pretty fucking horrific type shit. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if it's... I mean, I know his writing gives me nightmares I don't know if it would be his writings per se, but I think that shit's just in their heads. Yeah. So, probably... Oh, maybe it even came from a nightmare. Yeah, sure, sure, Makes sure, sense. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some things uh, that I found that talk about both sides. So why people think it's unlucky and why people think it is lucky. So I found uh, history.com says researchers estimate that as many as ten percent of the U.S. population has a fear of the number thirteen, and each year the even more specific fear of Friday the thirteenth. Known as oh, this one gives a different one. Oh, so this one's saying that the fear of Friday the Thirteenth is Paris, Paris, Kevidict, <laughs> Paris, Kevidictetriophobia. Yeah, that's about that's about as good as I can do. Paris Kevidictetriophobia. Paris Kevid. Is that like parachute underwear? Paris Kevids. Got these Paris Kevids on. Machine underwear. Anyways, uh, so the fear of Friday the Thirteenth, known as Paris Kevidictetriophobia, whatever, results in financial losses in excess of eight hundred million dollars annually, as people avoid marrying, traveling. Or in most severe cases, even working on that day. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people think that this come this stems from a well. A lot of people attribute this fear from a religious standpoint. Uh, so, I I think this is Wikipedia says some believe this is unlucky because of one of those thirteen. They're talking about. Uh, Jesus and the Apostles. Oh, okay. Judas Iscariot was the betrayer of Jesus, and he's considered the 13th Apostle. Okay. Uh, Wait, Judas? I thought he was one of the 12 Apostles. Well, he's... So he's considered the 13th because Jesus is first, and Judas is last. And he's, you know, the... What was he? The... What was he considered to Jesus? He was the betrayer or whatever? Yeah, I think yeah. so. <clears throat> was the betrayer of Jesus, yeah. From uh, the 1890s, a number of English language sources related the unlucky 13 to an idea that last at the Last Supper, Judas, the disciple who betrayed Jesus, was the 13th to sit at the table of the oh, Last okay. Supper. All right. That makes sense. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> so, so... Uh, Jesus was crucified and rose on the third day, which would mean he was crucified on Friday. And some people uh, claim that that is was the 13th day. Okay. So 
It's it's mm. there's a lot of religious type reasonings that go behind this, which totally makes sense. Like that's a yeah. huge driving factor for uh, uh, you know a lot of people and how they think and view the fucking world and history. <clears throat> that would make sense why they, whenever they were making Friday the Thirteenth, they they drove for that number and because uh, it would hit <coughs> home in more than just. <clears throat> slasher film sort of way. Which means that somebody had the, no- the knowledge of Friday. But, dude, before... I mean, obviously, I was a kid, but before Friday the 13th came out, I never even heard of that. <clears throat> no. I always attributed the fear of Friday the 13th to the movie franchise. You know what I'm saying? That's what I thought it was. Right? Yeah. And then you're like, wait, how come this building doesn't have a 13? And then, you know, then you start hearing about, you know, 13's unlucky and all that. Uh, yeah, I heard a story once about, like... There used to be a 13th floor at a big building in New York or something, and there was, like, a mass murder or a serial killer on that floor or some yeah, see, sort of I tried thing. to find, uh, I tried to search a little bit of, like, some, some, uh, conspiracies or something attributed to a 13, and I couldn't really find a whole lot, but I'm sure there is, where yeah. they're going, well, it's because it's the 13th floor, of course it's going to happen. Yeah, you know, I feel like whatever. I heard a story about that as a kid or something, and yeah. I believe, uh, uh, what was that, wasn't it 1308 or 1408? 1408. Oh, okay, so that would be floor 14. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Sorry. So, in Norse, Norse mythology... The god Loki was the 13th to arrive at a feast in Valhalla where where he tricked another attendee into killing the god Baldor, which sounds awfully a lot like Judas because he was last to the feast and he's, you know... uh, He pointed Jesus out to that. Uh, Some other things. Uh, I went kind of into... Try to touch on some big historical, like, culture and, like, religious-type shit. Um, So, in ancient beliefs, in Egypt, uh, an important detail of the Isis and Osiris parable is the 13 is purposely associated with fatal bad luck, hence bad karma. The failure to understand the meaning of the symbolism has led most to fear... 13 as a bad omen instead of viewing it as a symbol of hidden wisdom which we'll get into kind of that a little bit later so Osiris is killed he is cut into 14 pieces by his mortal enemy Set who scattered them across Egypt Egypt. Isis a winged goddess symbol similar to Mat M-A-A-T an effort to resurrect her consort Osiris uh, she could only find 13 pieces. So, so Set had cut Osiris up into 13 or 14 pieces, scattered 13 of them, and they couldn't find the 14th. Do you know what the 14th piece was? No. His manhood. Oh. Right. So, uh, she could only find the 13 pieces, the missing one being his lost manhood. Osi- or Isis, in her desire to save him, constructs a replacement pillar of gold. Thereby, she symbolically replaces his lost masculine desires with feminine desires and motivations. So it basically erected a pillar in place of his lost manhood. And the first thing I thought of when I read that... So, you ever find it interesting how the United States government 
uses Egyptian symbolism. The pyramid on the back of the dollar. There's Egyptian symbolism all over government buildings and shit. Yeah. Uh, that one, the uh, the pillar. The Washington Monument. Washington Monument. Yep. Exactly. That's what flashed into my head whenever. Exactly. <laughs> so, I wonder how much of the government has to do with pushing this fear of 13. And maybe 13 is actually more divine than it is bad. Can you imagine that search for that, that 14th piece, though? Has anyone seen a dick anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> We're missing a dick. <laughs> it should be a big one, it's, I imagine. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> we think it's big. We think yeah. it's big. <laughs> And it's not just According any old dick. According to legend. It's not just any old dick laying around, right? <laughs> so, okay. Uh, continuing. So, another theory goes back to the days when they used to hang people. A properly constructed hangman's noose consists of 13 wraps above the noose. Hmm. And also often the... There were 13 steps leading up to the gallows, uh, the gallows platform, as this was the correct height needed to hang people and snap a neck. Interesting. You needed 13 steps to allow them to dangle, drop down far enough without hitting the ground to snap a neck. Interesting. And apparently that was common knowledge back then when they were fucking hanging people. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what yeah. flashed into my head? I was, I'm wondering how historically accurate the gallow was on Pirates of the Caribbean whenever they're hanging Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Probably I kind of want to go back and count the stairs and call him out if I need to. Right? Because I think, doesn't he, like, drop down and, like, land on his feet? <laughs> well, he lands on the sword. On the sword? Yeah, Orlando Bloom throws a sword. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's yeah. right, that's right. Oh, those movies are so good. I think they're coming out with a, not, another one. I heard. There's always, dude, I saw a badass poster of like a live action Popeye movie. Dude. I'd go to that. The poster. The last one was Robin Williams. Yeah, the poster looks sick. It's just like him, like no shirt, back to the back to the camera or whatever. And like you just see like a pipe, and it look he looks just rugged awesome. as fuck. Got tattoos on his back and a big old fucking almost like arms. a Wolverine poster, <laughs> dude. It looks sick. Yeah, I'll have to see that because I loved the one. I've always been a big fan of Popeye. He's the one that got me into eating vegetables for sure. For so. sure, that was huge. Yeah, I mean, there might be a conspiracy there too. There we go. Government trying to get us to eat vegetables. There we go. <laughs> or not. I hate to poke fun, but it's so fun. Uh, all right. So so there's some kind of some mainstream, if you will, uh, history of why people may think that 13 is unlucky. So I wanted to, I saw this story and I was like, man, that's fucking kind of crazy. So here's a story. It's actually, I mean, it's true. A uh, little history. Uh, in the 19th century, there was a club started by 13 men in New York City called the 13 Club. To flout the bad luck lore of the number, appropriately, the charter dinner meeting took place on Friday the 13th, January 1882, room 13 of Knickerbocker Cad Cottage, from 13 minutes past 8 until the 13th hour, 1 o'clock, the members decided to dine on the 13th of every month. 
Lifetime memberships in the club would cost $13. <laughs> the initiation fee was $1.13, and the monthly dues were $0.13. Cents. At the <laughs> meetings, these members thumbed their nose at other superstitions such as spilling salt or breaking mirrors. The club, which I didn't, I didn't really get to dive in any further, I looked and did a quick search. Is it still around? The club was reactivated in 1994. Interesting. But there's not a lot of info, I guess. So I don't know when they stopped this club and what's happened since they reactivated Probably after it. about 13 years. Probably 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just thought that was interesting. Might be some, there might be something there for another, another episode or whatever. Uh, I found this interesting too. So in 1993, the British Medical Journal made, wrote a story called, Is Friday the 13th Bad for Your Health? <clears throat> like so, the day itself? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they found that generally fewer people chose to drive on Friday the 13th. However, the number of people who go to the hospital on that day is considerably higher compared to normal Fridays. Interesting. Maybe uh, it's part of its paranoia, though. Maybe they're like, I think I'm sick, and yeah. it's Friday the 13th, so I yeah. don't want to take any chances. Sure. I think so. I think so, too. Uh, so I talked earlier about this uh, because it's such an unlucky number. Cities don't have 13 streets. Elevators don't have 13 floor. Um, hotels don't have room 13. Uh, sometimes room 13 is actually 2A. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. And this one. In tarot card reading, the number 13 is the death card. Oh. Yeah. That also might have a big... Uh... But it depends on how the card comes out. If the card comes out right side up, it's prosperity or something. It's good. If it comes upside down, that's where it's death. Or it could, actually, it could be the other way around. Oh, oh, like... So when it's presented to you, yeah, not like it, it face gets, down. It gets put to you, and then if it's right, if it's if it's correct, you know, if it's up and down normal, then I think, I, I think that might be the death card. I have to look it. I have to look it up. Look it up if you really want to know. I don't know. It's something like that. But either way, one way if it's upside down, it's either good or bad, or if it's right side up, it's good or bad. So depending on how it is orientated, is how you would read it. So, what do you think about the the thirteen being so unlucky? Um, I've I've honestly never really thought it was unlucky. Like I've always just viewed it as a number. Um, I don't change anything on of my day on the third. I usually the thirteenth comes and goes without me even noticing. Sure. Yeah. Half the time I don't pay attention to what yeah. date it is unless then, I have paperwork at work. Right. As a kid, <laughs> and as a kid, it was like, oh you no, know, it was more about the. Friday the 13th and Jason Voorhees and that kind of thing where, where it kind of was like, oh, it's Friday the 13th, oh no. Yeah, and for me, honestly, like, I never really got impacted too much by slasher films. I thought they were stupid. Um, didn't really bother me. Like, I've been more bothered by the more mystical stuff, like, uh, like I'd say, like, Bloody Mary, stuff like that, because I can't be in a bathroom with the lights off. Right. Like, I can't do it. I freak out. So okay, I like get that. Um, 
Yeah, so for me, the number 13 ha has never really had any kind of impact. I never really think about it, like, unless I see the title Friday the 13th or some, like, other people will talk about it, and I'll be like, oh, huh. And then, like, right. <laughs> it's right. like, right. oh, okay, right. the, right. the 13th fell on a Friday this month. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For and it's sure. more of a cool thing because there's a movie I missed part that. of what, oh, no, okay, it's here, it's here. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm with, I'm with that dude. I can, yeah, it makes sense. To I me. like that you chose the, uh, the shirt. I feel like you were <laughs> theming it up today. With the, what is it? Come back and play. Yeah. <laughs> he like, has a nice like uh, it shirt on today. Just I like Pennywise. Talking about the Friday the Thirteenth stuff. Ah <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. Uh, I could have sworn that there was a. 13th. Okay, so here, check this out. Here's here. I'm gonna keep, let me get a little bit more here before we get into why it's why it's considered lucky. So, this is an interesting one. In 1963, a 13-year-old Eaton schoolboy, S.R. Baxter, proved mathematically that the 13th day of the month was more likely to fall on a Friday than any other day. There is at least one Friday, the 13th, every year. The most that can occur is three in a year, which happened in 1986, and will happen again in 20, or no, 1987, and again in 2026. We'll have three Friday the 13th that year. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was super interesting. Well, I was kind of looking here. Why don't buildings have a 13th floor? And this says that uh, many older buildings don't have a 13th floor because of superstition, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. we were talking about. Since many people consider the number to be unlucky, they, don't, they won't want to live or work on the 13th floor. And landlords and developers often skip the floor as they know it will be harder to sell or rent apartments or office <laughs> buildings. That rooms makes sense. Oh, okay. So it's, it's more of a, fi thing. a financial thing. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That is interesting. I mean, it makes super. It makes total sense too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, crazy. I wanted to go into why people think it. Some reasons why people think that it's good Sorry. luck. But oh, before we get into the good yeah, luck, okay. that was the story I heard. Because um, this kind of alluded to it, why it omits the twelfth or the thirteenth floor. Um, so it said like it kind of goes into kind of a back room sort of idea like the 13th floor um because of and it's based around the superstition of it not only from a financial level but the stories i remember hearing whenever i was younger was that like the 13th floor would be a dimensional portal or what have you so like there was an actual floor there but all the elevators just skipped it because at, like the 13th floor is like haunted or or demonic and yeah so it would just even though it was there because you can't have a space without a floor and supports of some kind yeah <clears throat> although in reality it's probably just the so next floor is 14 maybe but i should have did a little more research because i remember there is a movie called the 13th floor maybe that's where i got it and it's something like that, where a man awakens to discover a bloody shirt in his house and his boss murdered the night before. Did he do it? 
Why can't he remember? The 13th Floor is a science sci-fi thriller that explores the ominous possibility of computer-simulated universe where people only believe they are real. So, like, the 13th Floor is that entrance into this simulated universe. Uh-huh. So maybe, like, he got stuck on that floor and, like, doesn't realize what you know where he's at you know i don't know i've never seen it i always, always wanted to I'll see to check it. that out i'm gonna have to watch that one yeah i thought that sounded familiar yeah that's cool 1999 that one came out so uh all right so the number thirteen, and I'm not sure where I got this from. Uh, I think it was. It's this is like along the lines of uh, uh, like Eastern Eastern theology, Eastern philosophy type thoughts on thirteen. Uh, the number thirteen traditionally is associated with transformation, renewal, and regeneration. Perhaps because there are about 13 full moons in a year. That's why the fucking calendar is wrong because they hijacked our calendar and yeah. it's really 13 fucking months. And yeah. then you read some bullshit where they're like, oh, well, uh, technically it's like 12.4 months. No, it's year. trash. No. It's like, why trash. in the world did they set it up? Like, I thought February has always thrown me off. I'm like, why would there be a month with only 28 days? That's right. That makes absolutely no sense. And then a no year sense. with an extra day. Yeah. That only shows and the whole four leap years. year thing. And and if you take 13, if you take it, take it and chop it into 13 months with one extra day, which would be the day of, Je- of the resurrection of Christ, it's everything works out perfectly. Yeah. Starting in April. So it'll be April 1st, which would be the day of resurrection. That's the first day of the year. That should be our new year. And then everything actually fits in place with that extra month. I wouldn't be surprised to find that Jesuits had something to do with the Probably. change. Dude, but I heard, I watched this video. I wish I would have. I might try to find it so we can maybe like play the audio or something. Of this professor, this college professor, explaining everything about the 13-month calendar. And that it's all been hijacked and it's all been flipped on its head like everything else. It's all been fucking, you know, manipulated into tricking us so that we don't know, again, who we are and where we are. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And we can't celebrate our holidays on the proper days. Right. And a lot of them, a lot of them have been manipulated into celebrating Christian holidays on pagan and actual pagan days. And since our calendar got hijacked, who's to know? If we're celebrating the seventh day on the seventh day. For sure. And that could be a deception made to put everyone at fault. And again, how do we know even what year it is? Yeah. Like, we just believe, we just trust that, the, that you know, the atomic, uh, atomic, whatever, what is it called? The, uh, the atomic clock. Yeah. Right? That's supposed to be the most precise clock on, on the planet. That's supposed to be, like, exactly what time it is. And then the whole daylight savings time, I still don't get that. It's the just whole purpose, fucking bullshit. Like just to keep people in the in the factories longer, and and again, it's just scramble. You know, we're the only country in the world that does that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and it messes everything up. Like, and did you like know my, not all the states even do it? Yeah, like Arizona what? didn't do it. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there are a bunch of states that 
don't do it, and I think it's because of like they're further south or something. I don't know. That's something I'd like to look into at some point too. Because well, I know it makes it a pain in the butt for me to wake my wife up on time for church twice a year. See, <laughs> twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> Right, 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 right. With her living in the Philippines and everything, it's, you know, it's it's either like half half of the year it's three hours different, or well, it's fifteen hours difference, and then half the year it's sixteen hours different. Right, right, for sure. So it's like, <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on here, uh, I like to get the the since we're talking about numbers, right? There's a there. I was going to mention this earlier when you were talking about how you don't really give it any mind. And a lot of people don't. Like, I don't really care. But numbers have power. And a lot of people <clears throat> believe that, that certain numbers have different powers than other numbers. And, again, if you can convince, like, the elites, the, the people, the actual people who run this world, if they can get the masses to believe in certain things, that gives power to that thing. Right, so you're giving this this dark energy to this thirteen number, and that's when I start thinking, well, maybe it's not as unlucky and dark as it's portrayed to us. That maybe it is <clears throat> been hijacked like so many other things, and it's really good and it's really powerful in the, in a prosperity way. Hmm. Yeah. So mathematicians and scientists, meanwhile, point out to a preeminence of the number 12, <clears throat> often considered a perfect number in the ancient, <clears throat> a perfect number in the ancient world. Uh, the ancient Sumerians developed a numer numeral system based on the use of 12 that is still used for measuring time today. Most calendar, calendars have 12 months. Now, I don't think that's true when you're talking about ancient Sumeria, because they were about the stars and about the moon. And yeah. the moon has always been as us flat earthers know, has always been and always will be, just like the stars have always been and always will be in the same fucking place. Yep. It's like a clock. When you look in the sky, it's literally an astrological clock. It never changes. You can predict with it. You can read it. You can, you know, yeah. Um, I'll tell you where else 12 is a perfect number. Krispy Kreme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that 12. What about a baker's dozen? What's up with that? I believe that's 13, That is it? 13. I do. I have and no idea. It, <laughs> yeah, I was going to look up. I was going to look that up and where that came from because I was like, fucking baker's dozen's 13. And it has something to do with with uh, giving like giving the baker one of the one of the pastries or something. Like make thir make 12, but oh, an extra one for the man of the house or the baker or something like that. I can't, I don't know. So uh, it's thought to originate from the old practice of bakers adding a 13th loaf of bread to a batch of 12 loaves to avoid selling underweight bread. Oh. That makes sense too. Kind of okay. like uh, whenever you're counting out screws by weight, you throw some more in just in case. Right, sure, sure, sure. Better okay. to have too okay. many than not enough. That's right, that's right. Send them to your customer. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh, so then it does, you know, uh, a day, a single day is 12 hours. Uh, there's lots of things that do fall into 12, but a lot of it's like kind of man-made, except for, I guess, the 12-hour days. That's pretty legit. I mean, yeah. I never heard any scruples of a 12-hour day if there's more or less hours, so that seems to be right. Uh, 
So following so closely on the heels of a perfect number, some argue that 13 was sure to be found lacking and unusual. Then it says, is that true? Now 13 is, I believe, the third prime number. A prime number is multiplying yeah. any two numbers to get that number. Or a prime number is it, no two numbers can be multiplied to get that. Correct. Two whole numbers or whatever, right? Um, so, yeah, there's... I had some other stuff, and I kind of ran out of time on the... the, the on the good luck part. On the good luck part. But I did get some of this that came from... I think it was like... Uh, it was like a religious site. It's like ChristianLiberties.com or some shit like that. Um, and they, there's a lot of uh, scriptural... So there's a lot of scripture that talks about how it's bad with Judas and the Friday the 13th type thing. But there's also a lot of things where God is like using that that number as as a hope and you know a positive significance oh also says here uh, there are 13 famines recorded in scripture really i did not know that one apparently the words 13 and 13th appears 26 times in the bible which is two times 13. And 26 letters in the alphabet. Mm-hmm. Oh. What's the 13th letter? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M. Yeah. M is 13. Oh, yeah, M is 13. M, M, they... M is 13, huh? M is 13 is the it's fucking... A gang, isn't it? Yeah, Mexican yeah. cartel. So, yeah, M, S, and 13. Interesting. Hmm. So M, M is 13 also. Hmm. There might be something more there too. Dude, this one could go fucking <laughs> super deep, dude. Super fucking deep. Uh, so here's, here's some kind of like the final things I got. Uh, so this is more of like a Christian based why it's good. And these are just some kind of pinpoints, some maybe talking points or something. Uh, says the promise is always initiated by God and destined to change the world forever concerning man to obtain the promise beyond impossible concerning God the chosen opportunity to manifest his plan of blessing and change the number 13 promises always promise always has an underlying knowing that man can't make it happen himself the number 13 also always has an, the underlying fact that God determined it said it and it would happen regardless of circumstance 13 is the difference between what man can do and what god can do now i don't know why they didn't didn't they didn't really explain why it's more just claiming this uh the number 13 is the number of new life and 13 is equated with love and unity as hebrew letters love and unity both total 13 and that's kind of all I got. Well, there's also, uh, have you ever heard of a 13th man? Uh, I, I saw it on t-shirts and stuff, and this kind of made me think of it. That's a sports thing. It is a sports thing. Yeah, the 13th man is, uh, is the, the fan. Yep. Yeah, so you have 12 men on the field or 12 men on the court, and the third, or, yeah, and 13th is the, is the fan, essentially, yeah. 
Um, and also, the Seattle I, Seahawks championed that one a lot back when they. I were, thought that was a Seahawks when they team. were doing when they were just doing Super Bowl runs. Yeah, because well, so I don't know if you know, but uh, what uh, CenturyLink Stadium, which is where the Seahawks play, uh, that that the way that that stadium is structured, so it has like this big. It's like it's almost like a dome, but it has a huge removable top, like a convertible. So this stadium is a convertible. And so this big fucking two big doors open up on top. And the way it's built, the like reverb or the the audio reflection comes back down into itself so hard that it's considered one of the loudest stadiums on the fucking in the country. Oh wow. So loud. And during the Super Bowl, I believe it was during the Super Bowl, or a big game where they were, you know, Super Bowl contenders, uh, it, they actually recorded what they considered an earthquake from the fans of the stadium wow. during the game. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I remember when I heard that, I was like, that is fucking amazing. Well, so, like, in the sound and frequency and the energy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They said it's so loud that... It can, or it can get so loud that the other team can't even hear the calls being played. It's that loud. I believe it. So, yeah, there, like a lot of the times, there's like uh, I think uh, the team I uh, the, my high school team down in Georgia, we got in trouble for that. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> the fans, uh, especially on away games, because like you know a lot of times, like you won't have that many people show up to away games, but in Cartersville. Like, they're really big into their football sure. and basketball. Sure. And sure. So, like, you would have tons and tons of fans. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, then I, then I wonder, like, did they do that on purpose? Because they used to, so, I don't know if you remember, but back in, like, the 80s and I think, or, like, early 90s, they, the, uh, the Seahawks played in the Superdome. And it was a gigantic stadium, but it was old. And they tore that down. And fucking built CenturyLink Stadium, and for a while the the Seattle Seahawks played in the University of Washington Stadium, the college team, and then they built this stadium. So I'm like, you know, at this point when they're building stadiums, there is a lot of thought that goes into how yeah. these things are designed. So I'm like, man, I wonder if they did that shit on purpose. Yeah, so they could win more home games, right? Because you want to use things that others, like for example, one that I always thought was fucking bullshit. Uh, Boise State paints their field blue. And then they wear blue uniforms. To avoid lasers. <laughs> to avoid lasers. <laughs> <laughs> they knew this whole time. They knew this whole time. Oh, like that, like that, like that city that I showed you in fucking South America. Bring on your lasers, bitch. The whole city's fucking I gotta I wish I knew the name of it. The whole city's blue. The whole fucking city's blue. <laughs> Untouched by lasers. That's fucking lasers. That's funny shit. Yeah, but anyways, I always thought it was bullshit because they like blend into the fucking ground. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, there's no way. And that no was other. Tactical. Yeah, no other. How are they allowed to do this and no one else can? Yeah. It's or, like who's or, got a, gra- a fake grass green uniform? <laughs> the ducks. Uh, well, no, they change it up yeah, so crazy. Yeah. They have really cool uniforms. That's uh, one of the things I like about the ducks. They got the best. They've got a different uniform for every game. I really wish that the NFL would fucking do more like that. Yeah, they're a little too well, traditional. That's what I see. That's and the every thing. off season I see like 
there's renderings of like new. Oh, what do you think about these new helmets? NFL is considering, but they never do. No, they never no. do. But yeah, some and that's the thing. The Ducks even have different helmets to go yeah. with those different uniforms. See, that's what I like. That's why I don't really watch NFL. Like, like across the board, they're not trying anymore. Because like college teams, like they're trying to get the attention. They're trying to to have the scouts watch them. They're busting their asses and playing hard. But once you're already making all that money, you don't so have to play that hard. That's why people don't like. I don't know if you know, but people are are have always been against college players getting paid because of that reason. But now they're getting paid. Yeah, college players are getting paid. Oh, now. really? Yeah. Well, that explains uh, be, the season, last season's ducks. <laughs> it's going to be interesting how that shifts. How that that's going to shake up the NFL in a lot of ways yeah. because you're not going. You may not be drafting who is actually the best because just because they get paid the most or, yeah. or whatever, like, or that guy who who could be the best isn't because he's getting paid yeah. because he's already making money because there's that hunger involved with college players I to see, get I, to the NFL and get paid. I have a problem with college players getting paid. Yeah, for sure. So in our country, we don't have college that's just provided to people. You have to pay your way through compared to countries that provide college for their citizens because they want their their country to be educated overall. Yeah. Um, so we don't have that capacity, yet these colleges have enough money to be able to pay football players. Well, now, it's like, and I don't why know are we leaving people behind paying, at that point? I don't know who's paying if it's the colleges that are paying these or kids. Or sponsorships. Or, or sponsor, like some of these kids, still, I'm like, sure, are getting Nike deals already and stuff like that. Yeah. And then... Well, I could see the Nike deals because, I mean, all sure. those uniforms are Nike, I believe. Most of them. Um, at least with the Ducks. All, like, the big, all the biggest schools are Nike. Yeah. And so, and like, they, they're selling those And for a long jerseys. time, they did not allow Nike to be sponsors because they were so big. Because Nike was such a huge company that could really afford to pay every college that, for a long time, all you saw was Adidas and Reeboks in, yeah. in college. And then That's all true. of a sudden, oh, they're still got Nike uniforms on now. Cool, whatever, you know. And, you yeah. know, Phil Knight, Phil Knight, the CEO of, or the owner of Nike... He's a direct funder to the Oregon Ducks. That's why they fucking have such badass uniforms. Oh. Yeah. And the, his, they named the new Ducks basketball arena, Matthew Knight Arena, after Phil Knight's son. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So it's kind of cool having Nike yeah. in our own backyard because, you know, we're oh, from Oregon over here. We literally have them in our own backyard. Yeah. The yeah, Nike used... main headquarters is <laughs> in Oregon. Did I tell you, I used to, so I used to drive a paper shredding truck. We go around, I drive this big ass fucking tr- tr- truck with a industrial sized paper shredder on it. And I go around to different banks or hospitals and I go and I destroy their, their, uh, you know, uh, secure documents. They're, uh, I don't know, sensitive. Yeah. They're sensitive documents and different things, right? <clears throat> and I would do the Beaverton run all the time. So I got to go roam all over Nike oh, campus, dude, Nike headquarters, on all these offices and shit. And like, it was cool, dude. It was dude, cool. whenever I was young, I, I, me and my friends would entertain the idea of Sneaking in onto the campus and running their track. You probably don't even have to sneak in. You probably have like a really nice track, I've heard, for for cross country. The compound is huge. 
Uh, every building has a theme. Like it's like a, you know baseball, like Ken Griffey Jr.'s Golden Glove, and all this baseball wow. stuff in one. And then the, you know ones like you know college stuff, whatever. Uh, one of the main in, the main uh, buildings is like the, the I don't even know. It's like where visitors and stuff. They have this huge fucking statue of a baseball player, huge, but it's made out of all kinds of sports equipment. So like this huge guy with a bat or whatever. I think that's. I think it is. I think it's a bat. Uh, is made out of all this base all or all this sports uh, uh, equipment, dude. And they built and it's fucking like twelve feet tall. It's huge. It's fun. It's so cool. And they got all these like uh, uh, you know the the greatest athletes in sports they got all their like head busts like on like the pillars walking down all the walkways and shit so you can see like oh you know Shaquille O'Neal and Michael Jordan and yeah dude it's pretty dope pretty dope it was cool it was cool to see that is cool and back then I was really into sports like a lot so it was like even cool that's the that. main benefit of working at Nike I found because I used to try forklift at Nike at their uh, Nike Air facility oh okay um and yeah, that's really the main benefit of working at Nike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. Uh, discounts. For sure, for sure. But um, anyways, getting back to <laughs> we got off track there. Uh, getting back to thirteen here. Yeah, dude, you got anything anything else on that? Yeah, actually, uh, I was looking What'd here. Find, yeah. Um, so this is uh, JewishUnpacked.com, uh, and this says uh, the Jew for the Jews thirteen has been a, has been a symbol of strength and even good luck. Um, when Israel was established in 1948, the first provisional government had 13 members hmm. uh, because its founders said they needed all the luck they could get. <laughs> um, and here's some more uh, significant uh, parts of uh, 13. Okay. Um, in, the, in the Jewish religion, there's 13 attributes of Hashem. Hmm. Um, it appears in Exodus after, Exodus after we are forgiven for the whole golden calf incident. Um, let's see, there's also 13 Jewish principles of faith. Wow. Um, and let's see, 13 is the age a Jewish male becomes obligated to follow Jewish law. Um, that's how old they are whenever they have their bar mitzvah. Uh-huh. Okay. And then, right. uh, right. Jacob, Israel, old. had 13 children. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and let's see... I don't understand half of this stuff. This this says that the number 13 is considered lucky in Italy, associated oh. with the great goddess of fertility and the lunar cycles. The number is thought to bring prosperity and life, which is obviously the opposite of what we believe in Western society. <laughs> so, yeah, I never realized that 13 was so significant in history. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say I'm. I'm. Uh, I mean, hey, I don't know if you want to like kind of start wrapping up and give some final thoughts. I like some final thoughts before we get in about this about this uh, this topic before get we into get into some current, current events. events. But okay. uh, uh, I think you know I'm going on the consensus of of it's good, man. I think it's it's. But I think if we give pow the 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 power of of good prosperity, new life, all those things to the number thirteen. I think it'll benefit you. Yeah, I think uh, you get out of life what you put into it. For sure. Um, 
if you if you if you go if if you think about something and talk about something in a, in negatively or or put negativity out, then that's what you're gonna you're gonna get. Absolutely. And so um, along along the lines of what you were saying, like where that narrative has been pushed, just like many other narratives, um, that becomes the general belief. And um, along the li- lines of the same thoughts of a lot of cryptids we we encounter. Um, in discussion and in society, uh, like uh, a mass belief in something almost yeah. brings it to fruition. Kind of, for- yeah, kind of um, forces it to happen. So, like, like with me, thirteen has never really bothered me. The thirteenth day hasn't really uh, coincided with any negative events because I've never viewed it negatively. Sure, um, sure. I haven't had that superstition. Or but you haven't actually, you haven't actually thought of it as a positive though either in the no, same no, regard right I, yeah. no they uh, like i i don't even know if i even have any positive numbers or days like i don't never really thought think, about it a lot of people think like the like the day they were born is a lucky number like i got my friend brandon who uh, will be coming on the show here a couple episodes or whatever uh he was born on friday the 13th and not friday the 13th but uh december 13th so his lucky number has always been 13. That's funny. My son was born on the 14th. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're actually seven days uh, different in age. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was, on, he was born on the 13th of December. I was on the 20th. Oh. Yeah. So we've always had that kind of in common. So we're, you know, same, same star sign. We've always got, dude, I've known him since fifth grade. We've been friends for fucking 30 years, dude. So you're conceived around St. Patrick's Day then? Probably. St. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's Day. That makes sense. Yeah, big drinking holiday. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, uh, I was going to say um, I am very anti-establishment, anti-government, and I think that they take on these, you know, it's a, let's be honest. We're in a country started by Freemasons. I mean, if yeah. you don't know that by now, you might you might want to stay tuned because you need to be educated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to talk about Freemasons. For sure. Um, and, uh, you know, they take on a lot of symbology from Egypt and things like that. And that stuck out to mo- the most for me when I was looking the shit up is, you know, they this, this, thir- this unlucky 13 seems to be pushed through... Uh, Hollywood and kind of uh, mainstream, you know, mainstream media in in hi- historical, you know, not really anymore these days, but you may hear of it still. I mean, shit, they had that fucking British journal uh, story about if it's bad for your health, they're pushing that idea, right? So whatever it seems that the government is going along with it, I'm taking the opposite stance. So I yeah. think it's a good number. I think it's yeah. a lucky number. Maybe I'll get a tattooed on myself someday. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I still don't know where I stand with it. I mean, definitely a lot of people believe a lot of things Have about it. Have you ever heard food. of I – sh- I wanted to look into uh, more of like the numerology of it, like the power of the, of the number. And there's – have you ever heard of Gematria? Gematria. I think you talked about it at some point to me, but I do not remember. I came across that word on here somewhere, but I was just like, I don't know what that is. We'll pin down the actual definition of of what gematria is, but essentially it's a way of giving values to letters and, uh, or, or values to numbers that equal letters and vice versa. 
so you could put in a you could put essentially you could put in a, 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 someone's name or or a short phrase, and it'll give you this numerical value. And uh, there's a lot of like conspiratorial shit, uh, you know, that has to do with like secret societies, uh, uh, Freemasons, fucking the government, all sorts of things that that this number pops up, and people actually pointed it out, like. Uh, Obviously, 666 is a big one. That's yeah. huge, right? And there's a lot of things that seem to coincide with it. Like, did you did you hear about the uh, um, Travis Scott concert when a bunch of people died in his fucking uh, in his in the audience? And like, it was a it was a huge fucking thing. Oh. So right. we got 55 minutes, all right. Um, we'll but yeah. Current events as a segment. That's cool. Uh, 60, 666 days before that, there was uh, – I have to look it up. But they somehow hit that concert coincided with 666 days after this other thing that happened. And like, dude, it's it's great. Numbers are huge, especially in the conspiracy world. Uh, the secret society in Yale, the Skull and Bones Society, which George Bush comes from. Uh, and uh, there's several people that came from Ye- this Yale Secret Society, the Skull and Bones. Their number is two two three, and so that's uh, been, I should I might look into that one at some point too because that number may be pretty relevant to something. But uh, yeah, anyways, so I guess we could start wrapping it up. We're running yeah. out of time. Uh, uh, I didn't know that this limited us to sixty minutes. Yeah, now we know. Now we know. <laughs> we went to fifty-two last one, last yeah. episode or something like that. Yeah, I think it was fifty-two, fifty-two or fifty-seven. But uh, all right, well, yeah. I've been John. I'm Corbin. And uh, this is uh, the Conspiracy Therapy Show, aka Conspiracy Peep Show, aka Conspiracy Glory Hole. And uh, come back if you want to get dirty, boys. Have a good one.